It can be hard to see the challenges that people we work with every day are going through. I'm Holly Robinson-Pete. Join us on The Visibility Gap, a new podcast presented by Cigna Healthcare. Download it wherever you get your podcasts. The countdown has begun. This May, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Qatar Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg, held in conjunction with our official partners, the Qatar Ministry of Commerce and Industry and Media City Qatar and premier sponsor QNB. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections and gain unique insights. Learn more at QatarEconomicForum.com. Joining us now then is Remy Mortada, Lebanon's ambassador to the UK. Remy, thanks for joining us this morning. What Thank is your you response then to the military interactions that have been going on on the border, your nation, and the actions of Hezbollah? Well, since Saturday afternoon, we have been sustaining Israeli provocations towards our side of the of the borders. Uh, from our side, we are deploying uh, the highest possible self-restraint, and we want to make sure that there is no uh, spillover of the of the deadly conflict uh, against Gaza towards the Lebanese territories. Um, and I think all the actions that you have seen from the Lebanese side is of defensive nature, and they only aim uh, at re-establishing the self-restraint on both sides of the of the border. Uh, we've been fully mobilized to make sure that uh, Lebanon does not get entangled into into this uh, into what seems like a very deadly conflict. How much control, though, do you have over the the Hezbollah forces that are firing from the border to stop that escalation that you're talking about? The government of Lebanon, of course, is an inclusive government, and Hezbollah is in the government, and it's uh, the Lebanese position that we are committed to uh, Resolution 1701, which governs the cessation of hostilities on the uh, uh, borders uh, since 2006. Um, But no country can stand by when its territories are are occupied. So our message is that Israelis should deploy self-restraint and stop their provocations because our action is of defensive nature. Yeah, and to be clear, Israel would say that they are, in fact, responding to incoming fire from Hezbollah and that they are taking necessary uh, defensive measures to respond uh, to that. How 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 convinced can you be, can we be then? Because this is the big risk uh, going forward. One is Iran, uh, one is Hezbollah. The two, of course, are intricately linked. What is your assessment right now of Hezbollah entering this conflict in a more sustained way? Well, you know, when the level of violence in, in uh, the occupied Palestinian territories uh, crosses a certain threshold, tension will spread uh, throughout the region, not only towards Lebanon. So the answer to that is to stop this race to the bottom. And um, the, the tragic events um, uh, since Saturday should be a wake-up call towards starting a credible peace process, addressing the short-term issues, but also at the same time, once and for all, start a credible peace process that would give hope, that would empower the moderates in the in the region, which today I think they feel totally frustrated because the Israeli uh, massacres against, against Gaza, uh, they give credit to those who want this cycle of violence to, to continue. So this is really the wrong way to pursue things in in the region. I think instead of deploying military assets, 
we should deploy diplomatic assets and make sure to de-escalate and start a political process because events, the conflict did not start on Saturday. The, conf the conflict has been going on for 70 years and the Palestinians were left without any hope for their basic rights, let alone their political rights. Um, yeah, so and in, in this case, of course, Israel says that it's responding to target Hamas military infrastructure after the attacks which killed 1,200 people in Israel over the weekend as well. I wonder, though, you talk about a threshold that could be crossed. What does that threshold look like? Is it a ground invasion? Well, I don't have the, the military details of what the red lines would be for, for, for all the stakeholders in the region, but it's a fact of life that when you have such a level of violence um, in, in a region that shares the same social fabric, that same that shares the same cultural fabric, it would be very difficult for governments, all governments, not only the Lebanese one, to, uh, to contain the spillover effect. Yet we are fully mobilized, we are fully determined to maintain peace and stability on our south, southern borders and to let the UN force in cooperation with the Lebanese army do their, their job, their mission um, uh, towards de-escalation and making sure that calm uh, remains uh, in, in, in the region. Ambassador, what was your initial response? What remains your initial response to that brutal Hamas attack in Israel? Well, you know, that's uh, a cycle and a long, uh, that's one, one, one element and a long cycle of... Uh, injustice and of violence that has been going on for 70 years. This is not meant to justify any action. The Arab ministers yesterday called on all parties to spare civilians and to, to abide by the international, the humanitarian international law. But if you want to assess the situation, you need to address the root causes and not just uh, address one symptomatic element of the, of the conflict, however drastic it is. Uh, once and for all, we should go to the depth of the of the conflict and address the different elements, uh, empower the moderates in the region. And I don't see the current Israeli actions empowering moderates in the region. They are rather alienating any uh, any any seeds for for moderates taking over in the in the region. You can't solve by military means. You can't solve a, a, a political conflict. There should be a political, uh, credible political track that starts soon instead of pursuing this race to the bottom. And Ambassador, is, Israel has, of course, up until this event, has been normalising relations with a number of countries in, in the region, in the Middle East. Uh, do you see that now coming to a halt? Well, again, uh, as I said, the, the, all the moderates of the region, they're frustrated by Israeli action today. As for the normalization, uh, we commit ourselves to the terms of the Arab Peace Initiative, which calls for normalization only when there is a political solution that guarantees statehood for the Palestinians and withdrawal of Israel from all Arab uh, uh, occupied territories. Now, uh, it's a sovereign right for every country to decide whatever it, 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 uh, it feels uh, um, uh, convenient uh, for its people. But uh, the shared Arab position is that normalization only comes after a political solution uh, is, is found to the, okay. Israel, to, to the Palestinian struggle. Ambassador, we appreciate your time this morning. That's Rami Mortada, Lebanon's ambassador to the UK, speaking to us there. From Silicon Valley to Wall Street, 
The promise and perils of artificial intelligence are playing out on the world stage. But what will the next phase of AI adoption look like? Which companies from big tech to startups will dominate? And where do the risks and unintended consequences lie? I'm Emily Chang. Join me at Bloomberg Tech in San Francisco, May 9th, to answer many of the industry's burning questions. Alongside SNAP's Evan Spiegel, Xbox president Sarah Bond, OpenAI's Brad Lightcap, top researcher Dr. Fei-Fei Li of Stanford, and many more. More details and just a few tickets left at Bloomberg.com slash TechSF.